1: the sports betting landscape from coast to coast this is betting across america with mike pritchard and josh applebaum on VSense, the sports betting network
4: good afternoon everybody and welcome into the show it is betting across america and we are presented by betmgm i'm mike pritchard your host i'm in las vegas your other host across the country on the east coast josh applebaum out in boston good afternoon josh
5: good afternoon pritch happy turkey day eve hope you got (laughs) the pies in the oven you got your turkey everything ready and set to go but Uh, Pritch, big day today. Adam Burke day. Always like talking to Adam Burke, getting his plays. He's doing a great job with the Visa newsletter with Burke's blurbs. Pritch, before we dive in, so much to get to today. One thing to keep an eye out for in college basketball today, huge college basketball hoops day. Look at these neutral court tired leg unders. You look at these, you know, Maui Invitational, and all these different tournaments. We're getting a lot of these teams playing on a second day back to back and maybe the third and four days. And really this creates some tired legs, especially on a neutral court. We've seen a lot of these unders come through. You've seen a couple of them already for these early games. It's so one in particular. Texas A&M and Notre Dame tonight. Uh, It's going to be a late game, 11.30 p.m. The total open, 131. It's down to around 130 and a half. This would match that tired legs, neutral court, you know, semi-final, final final type situation. This is where I think you can make some money. You get these games where these kids want to win these tournaments, Pritch, and now you're getting tired legs. You get some more defense, and maybe you're you're front-rimming some shots. Keep an eye on those tired leg, neutral court unders today. That's an edge that I'd be looking for. All
4: right, great edge right there. Great information as always. I mean, we, we talked about Gonzaga, UCLA a little bit on the show yesterday, and uh, I mentioned that I thought Gonzaga will be better than they were last year. I mean, there's, that's safe to say right now. Uh, they toyed with UCLA, 83-63. Uh, they were laying seven to close at seven. Uh, I mean, so impressed with a lot of players with Gonzaga. Uh, the fact that they can play their brand of basketball, it doesn't matter who they're playing against, is incredible. And then now a difference maker like Holmgren on the floor, uh, just altered shots, uh,
5: changed the game for UCLA. I mean, very impressive by the Zags there. Super impressive, Pritch. So not impressive for me because I was an idiot and took UCLA plus (laughs) the points there. But uh, this team is unbelievable. I mean, you look at the way they spread the floor, they shoot the ball, they're kind of like a mini Golden State Warriors, and you're totally right. You know, adding Chet Holmgren, a guy who uh, maybe could gain a little bit of weight, Pritch, maybe when we make those uh, those beer money or pizza plays, we'll give a piece to Chet Holmgren here. But this guy has a ton of potential, is really fluid around the rim, and they have a bunch of different shooters and the Mm -hmm. way they pass the ball. I mean, when you're with UCLA, if you were like me and had them plus seven last night, Pritch, they could never get it under a twenty-point deficit. Like anytime you make a run, cut it to seventeen, boom, Zags come back and and crush them again. So uh, again, you tip your cap to anyone who laid the points there with Gonzaga. Two things though that came out uh, that I took away from that, Pritch. Number one. Uh, a play here to win the national championship. Right now, Gonzaga is plus 350. Uh, it's early, and a lot of things can change. I don't know if we ever thought Baylor would, you know, win it all last year. They were kind of a front runner, but obviously beat Gonzaga there in the championship. But plus 350 to cut down the nets. This team looks like a powerhouse. Uh, and then also, Pritch, looking at these Ken Palm ratings, another reason I like Gonzaga. Ken Palm has um, basically with his power ratings an adjusted. Uh, Efficiency margin. It basically is a way to power rank all the teams. He's got Gonzaga plus 33.4. The next best team is Kansas at plus 27. That's Mm -hmm. a pretty wide gap between Gonzaga and the next best team, you know, Kansas, Purdue, Baylor, Michigan, those schools. So, Pritch, this team is locked and loaded, and maybe this is the year they win it all, but plus 350. I bet on that after last night's game. Hopefully uh, make, make up for that UCLA uh, no-show last night. I know. Night. Think about
4: that price, too, that you just mentioned. Uh, we're so far away from a national championship situation. We're so far away from the madness. Uh, but yet, that price right there. I mean, they got Duke coming up next. The schedule, the gauntlet that they're running right now, too, looking this impressive. Uh, maybe you are going to get the best number after they might be <laughs> dismantled Duke coming up here in a few days.
5: I think you're right, Pritch. And again, you're saying like plus 350, it's chalky, it's an obvious play, which that always gives me heartburn. But it's also like if we can kind of, you know, look ahead and if this team is, what are they already, 5-0, 6-0, something <laughs> yeah. like that. If they keep rolling and this line keeps dropping, maybe the time you get to March, they're plus 200, something like that. So again, it's not a great payout, but I think this line will only fall, which to me Pritch, Gonzaga, we talk about Alabama, you know, mm-hmm. the, the last or the 32nd NFL team or whatever, 33rd. Uh, Gonzaga to me is, uh, you know, like a like a, Gonzaga versus Houston Rockets. It would probably be Rockets, you know, minus 5, minus 10. But Gonzaga, they look really good this right, year. Right,
4: they do. Just the appetizer to what I think is going to be a great, great college basketball season this year. Let's get to the National Football League Thursday night football uh, news out of Detroit. Lions prepare for Thanksgiving against Chicago. Dan Campbell, the head coach, 50, uh, 60% chance, excuse me, a <laughs> 60% chance it'll be 50-50 on whether Jared Goff or Tim Boyle will be the starting quarterback for the Lions. What is that? From the head coach. <laughs> That's a weird this percentage. is the head coach in the National yeah. Football League. Now, if you're trying to bet this game, uh, a lot of sentiments coming in for the Lions. Uh, the Lions are a mess, though, right? I mean, rebuilding or no rebuilding, I-, I think Dan Campbell's trying to figure it out with these quotes and all this stuff that he does. It's shenanigans, really, that- but – To me, that's a lot of noise from a betting perspective. I I like this situation for the Lions at home on national TV with that football team. Josh, in that locker room, the fellas feeling like they can get a W uh, going up against the Bears.
5: I'm right there with you, Pritch. And again, this was uh, an importance of kind of jumping on the hook when it was available. We saw a lot of these books. Open Bears minus three. They got up to three and a half. But then yesterday, during yesterday's show, we mentioned it. If you like uh the Lions, you gr- want to grab that hook because it's now back down to three. So that mm-hmm. tells me that when the hook was out there with the three and a half, it took in a lot of respected money. And Pritch, you're totally right. You know, this is an oh nine and one team that kind of looks like they've uh, you know, you would think just on their record that they're terrible and they've given up, but they're six and four ATS. You gotta give it to Mr. Kneecaps, so they're still playing hard and we <laughs> You're talking about, you know, Pritch the joke, like don't BS a BSer. Well, Detroit's got problems, but Chicago might have even worse problems, obviously, with, uh, you know, reports that they're giving up on their head coach. Maybe Nagy gets fired. I like this buyback coming back down to Detroit. This is also an underplay, both teams seven and three to the under, mm-hmm. 42 and a half down to 41 and a half. But I jumped on the Lions plus three and a half. So, Pritch, when when the pies are in the oven and 1230 kicks off, I'm, I'm a big Lions fan like our buddy Patrick Maher.
4: All right, let's hear it. I mean, that's great uh, to think about this game, too. Look, they're own- Legitimate chance to think, and I'd suggest that too, in terms of which is going to be their first win in the season. Uh, the Bears looks likely, a lot of things going on with the Bears. Let's bring in our guest, Adam Burke, VCEN Sports Betting Analyst. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods as well. Adam, how are you? I'm doing well. You know, that Dan Campbell quote, all I can think of is Brian Fantana from Anchorman <laughs>
6: talking about Sex Panthers saying 60% of the time it yeah. works every time.
4: Right, right. He's a character at this point, more so than a head coach, right? And yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. And I don't know how you get respect. I'm thinking, I got my player hat on. I'm like, I don't know how, how do I have respect for this guy. But as a better, Uh, As I put my betting hat back on, your thoughts on this situation. Nagy's not well-liked in the locker room. It's imminent whether he's going to be fired at the end of the year or on Friday. We don't know the truth here. But uh, how do you bet this game if you want to, uh, knowing that all this kind of information is out there?
6: Yeah, as you said, I mean, this is really, really difficult. You've got Dan Campbell where I don't know how much the players respect him. We know the players don't respect Matt Nagy. And also that report came out that this is Matt Nagy's last game as the head coach. We'll see if that's true or not for Chicago. Look, when when you get a situation like this, I don't even look at the side of the total. I just kind of gravitate toward the player prop market. So, yeah. you know, if you want something to avoid those awkward political discussions with your drunk uncle at, you know, 1230 on, <laughs> on Thursday here during Thanksgiving, I think DeAndre Swift over rushing yards, 66 and a half is a pretty good look. I don't think it matters if it's Tim Boyle or Jared Goff. Swift really had a lot of big holes against the Browns last week, and I was very impressed with how that Lions offensive line played. So I think DeAndre Swift over his rushing total, seeing 66.5 out there, that's probably going to be my favorite play and one that you'll see at vston.com tonight when we get, off, get up our NFL Best Bets article for Thanksgiving Day.
5: Adam, it's great to see you. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you have a great day tomorrow. Uh, I wanted to get your take on that primetime game. We can hit on all these Thanksgiving Day games. But what noticed, uh, was noticeable to me is a lot of movement toward the Buffalo Bills in that primetime spot. Obviously, they've struggled here a little bit. They just get rolled by the Colts. They've actually lost you know, two of their last three, started off hot, and Pritch has been uh, spot on, talking about how this team is kind of soft just in general. But Buffalo opened like minus four and a half. They're all the way up to key number of uh, the key number of six. Adam, I'm thinking Saints plus six now has a little bit of value. You're A primetime dog in this spot. I know it's kind of a different, you know, Thursday night game, but those primetime dogs, 22 and 11 ATS. We know uh, we know uh, Sean Payton has a dog, four and one ATS this year, 63% ATS in his career. A little bit of an under ref there, or sorry, a home ref there, Brad Allen, 54%. So any reason to say, hey, I know the Saints have struggled here; they've lost a few in a row, but should Buffalo really be laying six in a non-conference game in a primetime spot? To me, it looks like Saints plus six has value. We've seen that line dip a little bit as well. Any thoughts on that primetime Buffalo Saints matchup?
6: You know, something I think is really interesting about this game is not only do you see the Buffalo side going up, but you'll also see the total coming down. And in fact, the total pretty much crashed down for this game throughout the week. So obviously in the sharper community, in the metrics community, A pretty low projection here for the New Orleans offense in this game. I think that's certainly realistic. I mean, the Bills' offenses, they have some issues. You know, Josh Allen's had some accuracy issues. They don't have much of of an efficient running game. But their defense has played really, really well. If they get Tremaine Edmonds back, that certainly helps their defense in this spot also. But, you know, with that being said, kind of what Josh is alluding to there, as this total keeps going down, the more points you can get out of the side, the more you want to look towards the dog. And I think if you do like the Saints in this spot – Six-and-a-half probably does show up here at some point, so I'd kind of wait around on this
4: one. Looking at that total, like you mentioned, the Saints, uh, not a fast-starting team, uh, failed to score a point in the first quarter against the Eagles for the sixth time this season. Uh, One of two teams uh, in the league who have not scored an opening drive touchdown. The other one is Atlanta. Uh, A lot of it on the shoulders of Trevor Simeon for sure, right? But I I think they are lacking leadership too because Drew Brees, it's going to be Drew Brees' night, festive, Uh, A lot of energy, a lot of juice in that stadium. But yet, uh, Jameis Winston, when he went down, he was – give him credit. He brought leadership uh, and belief uh, to that franchise, to that team. The last three weeks, I cashed a ticket, did not cash a ticket last week. uh, They just seem like they're lacking that leadership or that belief in any leader at this point, in particular the quarterback.
6: Yeah, I think that's a fair point to make. And also, too, I mean, look – This is a team that doesn't have a go-to guy at the skill positions Mm -hmm. right now. Alvin Kamara's been banged up. He's been hurt. They don't have that safety net in Michael Thomas, who caught pretty much everything that was thrown his way, you know, the last few seasons while he was still healthy. They missed that. And obviously they have a quarterback now that has to try to create opportunities on offense. And Simeon's not really a guy that can do it. So, yeah, maybe a first half under, first quarter under, something
5: like that, a pretty good look here in this one, Pritch. Adam, only like 30 seconds left, but any thoughts on a Dallas teaser? I saw them open 7, they get update, they're back down to 7.5, maybe some Raiders money there, but 7.5 down to 1.5 for Dallas, just got to win by two or more, you know, under the key number of three. Any thoughts on a
7: teaser spot there?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Look, if they were healthier at the wide receiver position, I'd maybe lay the seven and a half. But we don't know about Steady Lamb. Amari Cooper's out. They're a great teaser play going through the three and seven corridor. And also, I think you pair them with the Denver Broncos, take them up from two and a half to eight and a half, get those key numbers in what's probably a low scoring game.
4: All right, off and rolling here on Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, and Adam Burke uh, in studio with us. We got some more NFL Browns, Ravens, uh, some more games to talk about college football as well. All that and more. Come up next.
7: to start listening This is Betting
1: Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the Sports
4: Betting Network. Hey everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip. With your state-issued ID, open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show at Spending Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you, our very special guest in studio with us right now, Adam Burke, v daily newsletter writer, point spread weekly contributor. You can follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Adam, you are from Cleveland. I am. We got the Browns and the Ravens. Uh, a lot of intrigue with this game too. I mean, a lot of issues. We can get into some of those if you want, but Baltimore... The current number now laying three and a half at home, 46 to total. Lamar Jackson is going to play in this game. He's emphatic about that.
6: Yeah, you know, and look, I mean, this is a really big stretch for the Browns here because they've got this game, then the bye week, then they play Baltimore again at home. So if they can find a way to steal this one, get that one coming off the bye, all of a sudden things look very different in the AFC North and also in the AFC playoff picture in general. Not saying that I think that's likely by any means, especially with what's going on with the Browns right now with Baker Mayfield being hurt, You know, maybe some questions of confidence in the head coach, as you and I were talking about during the break, and we can expand on that a little bit. But I actually like the over in this game, even though the Browns offense has really struggled quite significantly. They've played two cold, windy games at home, where obviously it's very difficult to move the football through the air when it's windy. And also, too, here, you've got two really potent rushing attacks for these two teams, and a Browns defense that can't really stop anything right now, and the Ravens can't tackle. So you've got the opportunity for some really big gains, I think, in this game. This total has come down. I would be going against the sharp action a little bit on this one, but I think if you can find over 45-and-a-half, I think maybe that's a decent look here in this one, as there will be good weather, at least. That's what the forecast is here for Baltimore later on this week. But, Prince, before we throw it to Josh, I do want to ask you about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Browns and, and that situation in the locker room where you've got Kevin Stefanski, who's a numbers guy, more than, you know, kind of that traditional football guy type mentality. Do you think the Browns have some issues in the locker room right now uh, with Oh, that?
4: totally, totally. No question. A uh, weak moment, too, for Baker Mayfield uh, talking about the fans. I mean, we had a saying as a player, Josh, uh, stay out the crowd. Like, stay out the crowd. I mean, why are you involved with the crowd? That's a distraction to you, and let alone do you have respect in the locker room more so than even leadership. Stefanski, look, new head coaches, they try to find their way as head coaches and play caller. I mean, think about everything that's on his plate, and and you leave it up to the players to find leadership in the locker room. Uh, This team, the Browns, turned into the Browns because they don't have leadership. Baker Mayfield is not a strong enough personality in that locker room uh, to hold everything together, and you're seeing that play out
6: Yeah, and that's a perspective that you can provide, you know, being a player, being in those situations, Mm -hmm. having those coaching dynamics and all that. And it is something that does worry me, you know, in these two games going forward against Baltimore, especially against a guy like John Harbaugh, where his team's just always so buttoned. Right.
5: I'm right there with you. And Adam, this might make, uh, make you a little excited. I actually do like your Browns here. I grabbed the three and a half. I missed the four, but did see that thing fall. I think some shops are even like five, four and a half. You're seeing it come back. Conklin could come back and obviously Kareem Hunt to pair with Chubb. So in a division, I'll take it with a primetime dog. But uh, Adam, I wanted to ask you, uh, open up your playbook here for this weekend for college. Talking about um, Tulsa and SMU. You listed this on your sheet. I, th- I found it kind of interesting because this is a four o'clock game on Saturday. It's pretty heavily bet and everyone's hammering SMU saying, hey, you got a, a Far better record. SMU eight and three this year, only five and six for Tulsa. But if you look at the way these teams have trended, You kind of got them going in different directions. Tulsa hasn't given up. They've won their last two. You look at SMU, they've dropped three of their last four. And I'm seeing heavy betting on SMU laying six and a half at home, yet the line hasn't budged at all. So it looks like maybe some Tulsa line freeze-ish type action. I don't know. Maybe you want to wait out, see if you can get a seven. But that would be a conference dog who can put up some points, maybe cover that number. What do you think? Would Tulsa and the points be a worthwhile play this weekend?
6: Yeah, I like Tulsa plus the points. And honestly, this is one of those where I'd sprinkle the money line a little bit too. Kind of that 80-20 type of setup with 80 on the spot. Spread 20% on the money line there. Look, Tulsa needs a win to be bowl eligible. This is a team that would be winning three in a row if they can get this game to get to a bowl. Their season started with a loss to UC Davis, but then they played Ohio State and Oklahoma State. So when you look at the, the way that their season has kind of transpired here, they weren't really set up for success early on, but they've played much better here of late They're a top 50 offensive team in terms of yards per play. They're just outside the top 60 in yards per play on defense. They're a much better team than their five and six record would indicate. They just wound up playing a pretty tough schedule. Another one of their losses is Cincinnati. Obviously they're a top team. So they've really played three teams essentially in the top 10 of the college football playoff ranking that accounts for half of their losses on the SMU side. As you said, Josh trending in the wrong direction and apparently TCU has keyed in on Sonny Dykes, who's SMU's head coach, Mm. to be their next head coach. That's a rivalry, TCU and SMU. I don't know if these players are super thrilled with the idea that their head coach might go to their rival after this game. So I don't think we get much of an effort from SMU here. Tulsa has everything to play for. There's no tomorrow for them. I like the plus six and a half. I think a money line sprinkle is worthwhile, too.
4: Another angle that involves a game, a key game uh, from a betting perspective, uh, certainly when you think about Nebraska and Iowa. Like, Nebraska, they can't. They got one win in a conference, one and seven, uh, three and eight. They fired some coaches, new AD. I think Frost is gone. <laughs> Safe to say that, too. But it's a showcase game for Nebraska each and every year on this day of the calendar, and it's Iowa. It's to pick them now.
6: Yeah, I, I like Nebraska in this game. Look, Adrian Martinez is a walking turnover. Mm. I mean, you know, that kid can put up some numbers, and Nebraska's offense has been very good. I mean, they're a top-30 offense in terms of yards per play, but in the red zone, they've screwed up. They've screwed up on third down. They mm-hmm. turn the football over too much. Well, Adrian Martinez isn't playing here. It's going to be Logan Smothers, who was a pretty highly recruited freshman a couple of years ago, had offers from Old Miss, among others. I think this actually helps them because they know that Martinez was just a stopgap. They weren't going to have him next year anyway. Now you bring in the freshman quarterback. You've got maybe a little bit more excitement, a little bit more juice. Also, too, if you look at this Nebraska team, they're plus 70 in point differential. They're a 3-8 and eight football team. I mean, this is probably the best 3-8 and eight team we have ever seen. On the flip side, I'm not a big Iowa fan. I don't like their offense. They're barely on the plus side in yards per play differential despite having a top-five defense in the country. Uh, Nebraska just, I mean, they're much better than this record. It would indicate their statistical profile is a lot better. I think Martinez has been a big problem and now he's out of the picture for this game. I actually like Nebraska to to rally here and salvage something out of this mm-hmm. season. Whether it salvages Frost's job or not, I don't know. I don't think so. But at least he's not tied to Martinez here for this game. So gives me hope with the Cornhuskers.
4: Josh, only in sports betting we can say <laughs> the best
5: three and eight team <laughs> to try to lift <laughs> it back, right? Exactly, yeah, because we don't care who wins, just cover the number. Obviously, it's a pick 'em, but Adam, you're speaking my language. Why is a three and eight team a pick 'em against a nine and two team? This is one of the most lopsided bets. I'm seeing almost 90% of bets saying, "Give me Iowa all day." You odds makers are crazy for making this a pick 'em. It should be, you know, Iowa minus six or whatever. I'm right there with you, Alex Fishy. I'd, I'd go Cornhuskers there, uh, Adam. Let me talk to you tomorrow. We won't be able to uh, to, to check in with you, unfortunately. I do want to give a shout out for C.J. Stroud. Both you and Mark Zeno highlighted that before uh, last week's game, and now Stroud is minus 200, so great job by you. But Mississippi and Mississippi State, uh, I think everybody is just saying, hey, this is Corral's last game. You know, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, they got a better record, a better ranking, they're going to roll in this one. But a couple days ago, Mississippi State was laying one. They jumped up to minus one and a half. Now I'm seeing them go to minus two. So we're seeing kind of a reverse line move on a on a very um, unpopular contrarian favorite going to Mississippi State. What do you think? Would that be a play on Mississippi State? I money-lined the Bulldogs here. Uh, what's your angle on tomorrow's game?
6: I think the Egg Bowl is a very tough game to handicap this year. I mean, Mississippi State, I think they're a pretty solid team. Obviously, the market agrees with that sentiment with where this line is going. The other thing that's interesting about this game is the total going up because Ole Miss was thought of as being this big offensive juggernaut with Matt Corral. Some people were kind of in that Heisman, you know, trophy futures market for him. But Ole Miss has been a stone cold under team the last few weeks while Corral hasn't been healthy and the defense has played a lot better. And this total shoots up to 64, 64 and a half now from where it opened in the 60 and a half, 61 range. So coupled with the line movement on Mississippi State, I think a lot of people have a high projection of that Mike Leach West Coast offense in this game. And I don't really have any reason to disagree with it. So you never want to just blindly follow the market. And I'm not at all encouraging that kind of behavior in this game. But I look at this and it has to be Mississippi State or nothing just because of the respected action we're seeing. And again, the expectation here implying to me that Mississippi State's offense will score against this old Miss defense that has played pretty well of late. Yeah,
4: pretty good quarterback too, Mississippi State. I mean, well, Will Rogers, there doing it, getting it done there. Mike Leach, uh, real quick about Ohio State and Michigan trying to avoid that. I know just <laughs> quick thought uh, because you got the last five games in which uh, Harbaugh is not one and certainly Ohio State's. Average 44 points a game against Michigan, but Michigan uh, may be a chance because they have so many returning starters on, on the defense.
6: It, it's certainly one of the most talented teams in the Big Ten. It's mm-hmm. just that Ohio State's on a completely different level yeah. than, than anybody else in this conference. And that's why we've seen Ohio State's offense have so much success, even with quarterbacks kind of coming in and out and all of that. Look, okay, you take away Olave, fine. Who Can you take away Wilson? Mm-hmm. What about Smith and Jigba? It's just so hard to defend this Ohio State offense. And the Ohio State defense has gotten a lot better as the season's gone along as well. Uh, I'm not laying the eight and a half. I typically don't bet this game, and I won't bet the emotional hedge on the other side. But uh, just know that I'm, I'm absolutely rooting for Ohio State in this one. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's Love Adam Burke. again, the VCN Daily Newsletter uh, writer, certainly Point Spread Weekly contributor. You can follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Have happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys as well. Absolutely, we'll come back with more betting across America. It's coming up next.
1: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSense, the Sports Betting Network.
4: This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment. To deal with, Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you, Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. Betting Across America, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, it's come down to this with Fix It, a repeat (laughs) offender. I never thought I would see a repeat offender on Fix It, but we have one. It's the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, The Seattle Seahawks, they're crazy to me. Uh, it's, It's crazy to think about that they've fallen this far down right, uh, what's going on with this organization. We know the story uh, with Russell, the organization wanting more control. Uh, you know, you, if you're Russell Wilson, you're a Hall of Fame quarterback, but yet you want to be put in a certain light. You want to be mentioned with the Bradys, the Greats, the, the, the Rogers, and all that. I mean, why is that more important to you at this point in your career, more so than getting back to a Super Bowl? For instance, if it's about Russell Wilson, they get a new coordinator, Waldron, it's not working out that well. Uh, He wants a revamped offensive line, not working out that well. Uh, He's been the cause of a lot of issues, to be honest with you, offensively. They don't have a running game, uh, but yet he's not as sharp as he once was as a quarterback. He's got to address himself more so than the team addressing his needs. Think about what Seattle did, trading future draft picks for Jamal Adams, thinking that they needed to surround Russell Wilson with all these players. Uh, When you look in the mirror, Russell Wilson, that's, that's how you can fix this situation going on with the Seattle Seahawks. It's not about everybody else. And it's sad, Josh, that sometimes these players, they get to that level where they think it's about everybody else and not themselves.
5: Yeah, so, Pritch, I was waiting for you to give me your fix-it here with Seattle because this is the one team that has really annoyed me all season long, number one. I'm on their overwin total on the year to start the year over nine and a half. Uh, me and Will Hill both love that play. I want to say in Russell Wilson's career, he's like eight of nine seasons. He's had double digit wins. Everything starts to crumble, uh, crumble down with this team. And again, the other thing is like from a betting perspective, you know, this is a team where you could have gotten good numbers. Like for example, last week I get them plus two and a half uh, against the Cardinals. And then it, they flip all the way to minus five and a half. They lose outright. We've seen this happen quite a bit with this team where I don't, I can't put my finger on it. You have made a great case of what's going on here with Russell Wilson and maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe looking at, at other things other than these team goals here. But then you give up these multiple first-round picks for, for Jamal Adams, Pritch, a good player. But in a passing league, are you going to get – like is a Rodney Harrison-type – Hard-hitting guy, like really as valuable as he used to be. So I think you've made some mismanagements. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't have good karma going on with this team right now. But I would say going into this Monday night game, this is kind of a tough one for me. I really, really liked Washington early on. Uh, obviously, Seattle. You know, at one point they were laying a point and a half, and now it's flipped to a pick 'em or a minus one Washington. So I'm so, so I'm saying, hey, Washington. They've won two in a row. The Seattle Seahawks are really struggling right now with this line move. I'm gonna probably money line Washington. And then our buddy Gamble and Lou comes on and says, hey, the look was minus 3.5 Seattle. You're buying low on Seattle. Right now what's giving me heartburn is Pritch. I'm seeing... Two thirds of bets, if not more, going with Washington. And I never like to bet just one team's playing bad, one team's playing good. Bet on the team that's playing better. That's kind of a uh, an easy way to kind of put yourself in a dangerous situation. So I'm a little bit worried that Seattle may have value if they continue to perform poorly. But if you're worried about maybe um, you know going with too much with the public and maybe underestimating Seattle, that could be an underplay here, Pritch. One thing I noticed about Seattle, they're eight one and one to the under this year. They've mm-hmm. cashed a lot of unders. I mean, some of that was with Geno Smith, obviously some with. Russell Wilson here, but the total for that Monday night game it's around 47, it may get down to 46 and a half. You're gonna have a little bit of wind here, maybe lean under in this spot with a Seattle team that isn't putting up a lot of points, especially not what we expect from them.
4: Yeah, you like those road dogs, seven points or less, right there too. That's Seattle. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're a dog against Heineke. Uh, Heineke is what Russell Wilson once was. Hungry, right? Uh, One offensive touchdown in the last eight quarters. That's inexcusable. Uh, Along uh, the lines of egos and millionaires in the National Football League, respect means everything. Uh, And certainly I think Russell Wilson needs to start earning that back. The Buffalo Bills, a chance to fix this football team, even though they lack physicality. Uh, offensive balance without question. I think the offensive line, uh, the problems uh, existed there at the beginning of the year against Pittsburgh. Uh, it's a softer offensive line. They're not a physical bunch. That's why they don't even have the attitude or the mindset to run the football, to be balanced. So everything's on the shoulders of Josh Allen, which is great. He's an incredible player, incredible athlete, but the league catches up to passing teams, uh, finesse teams, and that's what's happened to Buffalo. Uh, Saints has a great; they have a great opportunity uh, if they can bring the physicality to this football team, Can the Buffalo Bills flip the switch and be more physical, Josh? Can they get angry at somebody and and, and strap up that helmet a little bit tighter and put some air in it uh, and get after it a little bit?
5: Who knows, Pritch? I mean, does it does a a lion change its stripes or what is it? A giraffe? I don't even know. I can't even get the right <laughs> You're thing. Close. There. Uh yeah, I was close. I'm getting the wrong animal stripes, dots, whatever it may be. Right. But yeah, I mean, if they're not really playing uh as a tough team, do you expect them to change it overnight? I don't know. I think that maybe speaks more to coaching and kind of the mindset and the motivation there. But I would say, Pritch, it's kind of funny. Like the public, um, it's a very what have you done for me lately, League, especially in the NFL. We overact overreact when a team has a good game and want to play them next mm-hmm. week. When they don't play well, we want to bet against them. But that's actually not what's happening with Buffalo, even though you lose straight up as a seven point favorite, great hit if you're on the Colts there last week. The public is still saying, I don't care, it's still Buffalo. I know they've struggled, they're pretty much a 500 team over the last month or so, yet they open minus four and a half, they're all the way up. To five and a half or six here on that Sunday night game against New Orleans. So, my angle here would be buying low on New Orleans. I think Adam made a really good point. We still have until tomorrow night for this line to move. Will you just get bombarded with, you know, Simeon's terrible and no more Drew Brees and this team has lost three in a row and Buffalo, they're bound to get back to their winning ways? If that narrative continues going into Turkey Day, and we have a lot of uh, you know betting there late night on Buffalo, does it get to six and a half? I'd hold out for that, but you're starting to see kind of a, a little bit of a buyback there on, uh, on, on New Orleans. Any of these sixes, I see a couple that got back down to five and a half. But I'd like to buy law on New Orleans in this spot. I just yeah. think with what we've seen out of Buffalo, Pritch, I know New Orleans, you know, it's no more Drew Brees and you got these backups and it's a different kind of team. But you still got Peyton. You still got a good defense and you're a primetime dog only getting about 30 percent of bets in this heavily bet game. So I'd like to buy on New Orleans here. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get Buffalo. Probably a lot of people will tease them down to pretty much a pick. But give me the points, especially if it gets to six and a half. I look at New Orleans there when we're all uh, when we're all coba toast on the couch tomorrow night. Brent.
4: You know what? Uh, yeah. If the trip to fan hasn't kicked in. Right. We're going to watch this one. <laughs> but uh, uh, New Orleans, I, th- I think it's time for uh, Peyton to poke the bear there. Uh, this is a team that was number one against the run. Uh, they won the game against Tampa in the dome. Good feeling right there. Then they go on the road and uh, OK against the Eagles. They give up over 200 yards on the ground. Uh, you have to needle some of these players and remind them that they can be replaced. Uh, and I think that could be the case here, a motivated New Orleans football team. Now, Buffalo uh, on the other side, too. Uh, yeah, a tiger or a lion cannot change his stripes. <laughs> but, but you think about the Buffalo Bills and, uh, you know, what they're seeing from a defense. Like, in the National Football League, there's so many four-two-five base defenses now. Like, why are you not running a football? There's only two linebackers, and a lot of these linebackers are undersized. Uh, and it's like, why, why do you not want to impose your will and be physical at the line of scrimmage? you got five giants up front and maybe a lead blocker if you can find a tight end uh, from some cross blocks or some double teams that can help you run the football. Maybe Buffalo gets to that on a short week. I highly doubt it. I think they'll stick with what they've done all year long, uh, matching up against the Saints.
5: Yeah, we're gonna have to see how this plays out. Maybe you change up your game plan a little bit, Pritch. But I would mention to that total, it has dropped, just like Adam mentioned, you know, 46 and a half down to 45 and a half. I like this non-conference under trend. It's been pretty good this year. If you mm-hmm. look at these non-conference unders, 36 and 17, 68 percent. Also, kind of like the fact that these teams have been going over. If you look at New Orleans, they've cashed four straight overs, the Bills have cashed two straight overs. If a team keeps cashing overs and they're both cashing overs, yet the total falls, that looks fishy to me. It just kind of doesn't make too much sense. Maybe we get one of these Turkey Day lower scoring games in a non-conference matchup, actually lean under there along with that uh, Saints plus the points play.
4: Okay, I should have put an S on repeat offender because we have offenders. (laughs) uh, The Cleveland Browns back on the fix-it list today. Uh, I thought that Odell Beckham Jr., lack of leadership, all that, that was going to fix and solve problems for Cleveland. They responded, Accordingly, but have backed up again last two weeks, 124 and a half passing yards per game, two touchdowns, three interceptions uh, from Baker Mayfield, uh, 10 points per game as well. Uh, I My, my goodness, uh, respect again, egos and millionaires in locker rooms. You need respect. Uh, this guy, Baker Mayfield, does not have it, uh, especially when his wife is doing what she's doing on social media. too. So as a betting standpoint, Josh, I'm going to bring it back to betting. I, I can't back the uh, the Browns. I, I know they're a dog situation, and we like road dogs, seven plus seven uh, uh, plus seven points or less, but against Baltimore in this spot, I just can't back the Browns.
5: So I'm definitely worried betting against the Ravens here, Pritch, but I actually do like Cleveland here. You're going to get some reinforcements. Maybe that makes Baker's life a little bit easier. You're probably get Conklin back, really good offensive lineman, your you're two-headed monster there, Kareem Hunt. So maybe that better running game, better offensive line play, uh, play protects Baker a little bit. Again, those road dogs, as you mentioned, I I like the plus three and a half there, opening five, falling down to three and a half. And I would say, Pritch, when you're talking about fixing the offense there, not scoring a ton, Mm -hmm. look at that under, 46 and a half down to 45 and a half. To me, that's appealing play. And that's
4: the beauty of sports betting because there's always, always other angles. Like, if I don't want to back uh, the Browns, certainly I can find some other plays uh, with this game. Player props, uh, team totals, points, uh, allow, I mean, over-unders, everything's out there for sure. So great job by you. More betting across America coming up next.
7: to start listening.
1: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: BetMGM, the king of sports books, welcomes you as a special offer on Thanksgiving weekend football. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on any pro or college game. If any team scores a touchdown in any Thanksgiving weekend game, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bets outcome just use bonus code vsin200 when you make your first bet feast on the football action with live betting and boosted odds specials all weekend long at betmgm visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be at least 21 years old it's a new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly if you feel like you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. Uh, so, Josh, uh, time to find out the teams that looked apart, teams that don't look apart when it comes to uh, adjusted uh, win totals here. Let's start with the NFC, uh, the Cardinals, adjusted win totals, 12 and a half, the over. Minus one eighty-five to under plus one fifty. The Packers. Do they look the part or not? Win total adjusted win total of twelve and a half. The over plus one sixty-five to under minus two hundred. The Cowboys uh, coming up here next tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Eleven and a half. The the win total there adjusted over minus one sixty-five
5: under plus one forty. I think this is really interesting Pritch and in a couple different ways to attack this you can kind of look at number one uh the juice on some of these numbers like for example if you have a team that's you know over minus 120 over minus 140 then you're saying okay why are the odds makers make me pay a higher price mm-hmm. because that's where this team is kind of trending in that direction also look at the schedules some of these teams have really tough schedules down the stretch other teams have schedules that are really opening up for them so for example Pritch one that really jumped out to me was the Philadelphia Eagles here right now the Eagles are uh five and six game below 500 but We just need to win four more games. Number one, their adjusted win total, eight and a half, is over minus 140. And look at the schedule that the Eagles have coming up. They're going to play the Giants right now, who obviously uh, have struggled here. But you're going to play the Giants again later in, in the year. So you have two more games against the Giants. You have a game against the Jets. You have a game against Washington. I know these are some of these are divisional spots, but that's not a very tough schedule in general. And then if you look at the very last game of the year with the Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to play the Dallas Cowboys. And you're like, okay, can they beat the Cowboys? Who knows? But Pritch, also think about Week 18. What if Dallas has already you know, secured a playoff berth or they've won that division? And that Week 18 game doesn't really matter to them very much, whereas maybe it means a lot to Philadelphia. So if you can get... Four wins out of you know two more with the G-Men, the Giants, Washington, Dallas. I think that's doable. You have a team that's playing much better as of late, and you're starting to see this juice really uh, tick up to the adjusted over win total here. I'd be looking at the Giants – or sorry, I'd be looking at Philly uh, going over that 8.5. That's one that jumped out to me on the page.
4: I know. You have to dive into the schedules. I mean, it's crazy to think about. Like, for instance, Arizona, who's got nine wins already uh, to go 12.5 to go over. Minus 185, okay, the Packers have eight wins. Uh, Approaching a buy situation, they're over 12 and a half
5: is plus 165. Oh, yeah. See, you got to look at (laughs) these numbers, Pritch, and really kind of look at these differences. Also, compare, you know, what were these lines before the season started? Are there situations Mm -hmm. where a team is way underperforming or a team is way overperforming? Those are the things you got to look at. Another one, Pritch, has jumped out to me San Francisco 49ers here. 49ers getting a little bit of their mojo going here. They're 5 and 5, finally back to 500. They're in kind of the same boat as the Eagles. Eight and a half adjusted win total, but they're over minus 150 instead of that uh, Eagles minus 140. And you look at the schedule coming up. They're a three-point favorite against Minnesota. That could be a tough game, but the line is moving in their favor at home. Then you got Houston. You got Atlanta. They're going to have to go to Seattle, which Mm -hmm. is tough. But again, we don't know what's up with Seattle. Maybe they'll bounce back. Maybe they're just not a good team this year. Minnesota at home, you're at Cincinnati, those could be tough games. But, again, look at the schedules, look at the juice. If you can map out and look at some of these look-ahead lines, I think there's value here to both the Eagles and the 49ers over 8.5. Yeah,
4: two teams that kind of stand out. It gets very, very interesting. The Falcons, they're over minus 146.5, right? (laughs) Uh, They're under plus 115. And then the Bears, 5.5 adjusted uh, win total. They're over plus 105. The under, minus 165. Uh, The news about Nagy, the news about that locker room not liking their head coach, uh, it's different. Again, millionaires and egos in that locker
5: room, everybody for themselves at this point with the Bears. Yeah, exactly. These are kind of the rumors swirling. And will Nagy be fired or not? Pritch, I love it how Nagy said, the reports are not true. They're untrue (laughs) that I'm going to be fired. And wait until uh, the day after Thanksgiving when uh, uh, Bears have let go head coach Matt Nagy. So we'll see how this thing goes. Um, But again, looking at some of these numbers that you mentioned, like the Bears over plus 105, five and a half wins, but the under minus 165. Oddsmakers are telling you a team that's got a lot of injuries. You know, I think Allen Robinson's going to be out for that Thanksgiving Day game with Goff maybe playing. That's maybe another reason you're seeing that line go back to Detroit a little bit but again this is the perspective of the books who have a really sharp number with these and they have a lot of data to go off of and can kind of project maybe how these things move forward keep an eye on maybe the Bears under five and a half minus 165 why is it so expensive Pritch? because the Bears might be struggling down the stretch here
4: yeah we were really in the sweet spot of sports betting too when it comes to all the sports that we love uh, National Football League uh, the NBA certainly college basketball Josh College basketball off to a great start. Uh, Tournament play, too. You've noticed something, a trend or two that we can follow. What do you have? Uh, Certainly your Market Insights podcast uh, diving into that information as well.
5: Well, I appreciate it, Pritch. Yeah, huge college hoops day. We, you know, get hopefully you woke up early. Some of these eleven o'clock games on my end, and eight o'clock your end, Pritch. Uh, but a great day to be sweating hoops all day. Mm-hmm. The one that jumped out to me, I let off with the show with, which I still really like, is that Texas A&M Notre Dame under neutral court, tired legs. You both play yesterday. Texas A&M is a very slow-paced team. That total opened one thirty-one. It's down to uh, 130 and a half or even one thirty. That will be a match here, uh, and then also looking at um, so, sometimes some of these plays here, Pritch. When you're like amid like 140, but the line is falling, I kind of like those situations. One in particular would be Louisiana Tech. That total opened 140. It's down to around 139 and uh, a half. If you can look at these big spread unders when a team is favored by 15 points or more theoretically, or in, in the past, we've seen these teams get up big, take your foot off the gas. That's another one that I'd be looking for. Uh, and then a money line play. i um, looking at Memphis here tonight, Pritch. Uh, Memphis is playing Virginia Tech. Memphis open around laying only just a point. They're up to around I think two and a half or even three. We've seen a lot of movement toward the Tigers there. Uh, Ken Palm's only got them winning by one, but this would be a uh, ranked seventeenth in the country, or according to Ken Palm, versus twenty-six for Vattek. I'm looking at the Tigers there on the money line uh, late night. That's a nine thirty game tonight.
4: Okay, let's get to the NBA uh, team out your way. Uh, the Celtics at home, home dog situation there, two sixteen and a half to total. Uh, Brooklyn got their record back up to what thirteen and a half? thirteen and five now. Uh, so Josh, uh, you, you know, the unders you've been trending that uh, are giving us that information there on these games, uh, the Nets and the Celtics. Uh, how do you see this
5: game? Yeah, it just looks too good to be true to not play the Nets, Pritch. That's what scares me. I kind of like the Celtics in this spot. Uh, Obviously, the Nets, anytime you play the Celtics. And by the way, where's Kyrie Irving? Is he going to play this year? Like, what is going on with Kyrie? I still don't understand that. But anyway, Pritch, it opened Nets minus one. It's pretty much stayed minus one. It really hasn't moved at all. A lot of these, some of these shops were even like Nets minus one and a half down to one. It always you know, piques my interest, gets my eyebrows raised when you're a very popular public team like the Nets, but you're only laying a point. It's almost like the oddsmakers are begging you to take the Nets in this spot because the line isn't any higher. I would look to the Celtics here getting a point or even a money line spot. They just get Jalen Brown uh, Brown back. You've had some of these injured guys, uh, you know, come back here, Robert Williams, and uh, even Dennis Schroeder, who kind of screwed mm-hmm. up that mega deal with the Lakers and signs a, a short money deal with the, the Celtics here. He's been playing great as well. And as you mentioned, unders, unders, unders. They're still around 59, 60% this year. Did see that thing around 216. Looks like it may be getting down to 215 and a half. If you're looking for another underplay, Pritch, uh, the Lakers game, Lakers and the Pacers. Okay. That total open around 219. It's down to around 217 and a half. Uh, both these teams are bottom 15 in offensive efficiency and top 15 defensive efficiency. So it's wash, rinse, repeat. If you're playing the NBA, you may get a night where overs do very well and you're like, eh, I don't know if I can keep playing these unders, but it's regression to the mean and these unders have been doing very well all year with the crackdown on these uh, abnormal basketball movements. I'd still be looking at unders in the NBA.
4: Are the unders, uh, the plays in the nba i mean is that the most noticeable aspect of of betting in the nba so far or have you noticed anything else else from an insight standpoint
5: yeah the only other thing i really noticed here pritch uh road favorites that's kind of a kind of a weird situation but uh, oftentimes the public loves these home favorites laying points at home you're going to get the crowd behind you that whole angle uh but really they become overvalued because the odds makers know home favorites are going to be a popular bet with the public. So kind of uh, not a huge angle here, but road favorites in the NBA, 46 and 39, they're about 54%. So if you have one of those like short road favorites, like laying four, laying, laying five, you know, laying three, something like that, those have produced a pretty good record so far. And again, it's like, Hey, how do I lay it on the road? But there's kind of a reason why you're favored. And to me, that's an angle to look at.
4: Okay. Updating some information on some of the games in the national football coming up uh, on the schedule tomorrow, uh, Alvin Kamara, not seen at practice. Uh, C.D. Lamb needs clearance after full practice. I mean, I guess so. Uh, it's funny because during a normal week, uh, you don't pass uh, um, concussion protocol until later on in the week, clearly on a Friday. Uh, here on a short week, all of a sudden, they're looking for him to pass concussion protocol quickly.
5: Yeah, again, this tough spot. I saw a report that he is going to play. I don't know, or likely to play or on track. We'll see how this thing develops. Pritch, one uh, play I want to fit in real quick. Mm -hmm. Non-conference under match, Atlanta and Jacksonville. Both teams really good to the under. Uh, Open 47 half down to 46-and-a-half. Pritch, get that turkey in the oven. We're working tomorrow. No days off tomorrow. We're back betting.
4: I know, right? You do it the night before. You do put the uh, turkey in the oven the night before. Got to do that. Great job, Josh. We'll see you back here tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Have a great one.
5: Looking forward to it, Rich.
4: Absolutely. The Edge coming up next right here on d D D-Sports betting network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.